Welcome to the new Tales from the Sweatshop. Let's go. This is not your average everyday podcast. I told you this is about an active, healthy lifestyle. So before we get in today's show, let's warm your body up. Let's get your soul right. Let's get your mind going. Wherever you are, I need you to rock out in three, two, yeah. Make your body rock. I'm about to make your body hip hop. Yeah, I'm about to take it to the move your body. It don't matter where you at. Go left to right. I don't know what it is, but I'ma show you. Yeah, really, you feel that? that's what we yeah. doing right now, yeah. LLTFF. Come on, man, yeah. it's that LLTFF, baby. Uh, I know you feel yeah. it. Uh, yeah, now you got your blood yeah. moving, you feel everything, man. Come on, yeah. We gonna get in today's show. What's up? Hey, it's me, Llewellyn the Fifth Foodie. I'm having a great day. I hope you're having a wonderful day as well. I want to bring you and introduce you to your new active health lifestyle podcast. I am Llewellyn the Fifth Foodie. Lots of people know me as. Mr. LLTFF, a fit foodie, or Lil Wellin, but whatever. At the end of the day, I want you to know me as that man, that guy that's going to help you change your life. That's what it's all about. My story very quickly is I started living a normal life like everybody else does in America, eating food, not really giving it, well, you know, giving a huh. And uh, one day when COVID showed up on my front door, my life changed. It all happened over gummy bears. I was sitting there watching some football on a Sunday, and when I didn't have no gummy bears, I damn near lost my mind. So when that happened, uh, I decided I needed to make a change in my life, and this is, well, this is what the change is. This is what it really is all about. Finding the path to the best you ever. And it starts right now. It starts with you moving. It starts with you breathing and feeling good about yourself. And that's what it's all about. Living an active health lifestyle. An active health lifestyle is really all about living in a way that allows you to focus your life so you can have a balance of physical, mental, and activity through eating right and regenerating your body and your health and your mind. And when you do that, especially Especially at the age of, well, over 40 or 40 plus, you're going to find a new path for yourself. I mean, one of the most important things you can do for yourself is get out of your own damn way. Now, a lot of you are going to be like, what? What does that mean? Well, how often do you wake up and tell yourself you are going to make it and do something great with yourself? In fact, I guarantee you, you spend more time doubting yourself than you do giving yourself credit for the things you do. And we're not going to allow that anymore because here at LLTFF, we all about you and you need to love you first. If you don't love you first, I don't know how you're going to find a better path to a better life. And ultimately, that's what living's all about. It's not about yesterday. It's not about when you was 12. It's not about anything that happened before today. In fact, I want to be the first person on this planet to give you permission to allow yourself to, well, ultimately... How about give yourself a little bit of credit? Give yourself a little bit of leeway. In fact, forgive yourself. I'm giving you that permission to forgive yourself today. So right now, I would like you to close your eyes unless you're driving or doing something that will make it unsafe for you to do so. But if you can, close your eyes and take a breath with me like... Now, 
I want you to say this word, I. And when you say that word, I, don't say it in a way that's all weak. Say it with love and difference and real focus, I. And when you say that I that way, you mean it and you own it. Now, when you own that I, I want you to connect it to something else, will. Say it with me, I will. Don't say it weak. Don't say it like you don't care. Again, close your eyes if you can, if it's safe to do so. Take a breath. Let it out. And say, I will. Doesn't it feel good? Just to say, I will, because you've given yourself permission to be yourself. That's what this first statement is all about. Giving yourself permission to be yourself. Once you understand that concept, now we're going to chain that phrase of power, I will, to another action. Now this is where we learn the active part of our health lifestyle because there's no point in being health or healthy or having health and being healthy if you don't have activity because that health will be short lived. Now what we want to do is also focus on what you do to be active. And then lastly, chain it together like I will, and then lifestyle. I will be better, have a better lifestyle, have a better focus of my life, and it starts today, right now. I really appreciate your time, and I really want you to take this time to focus on yourself first. That's what it's about. You're at an age in your life where I want to be honest with you. You have less time ahead of you than you do behind you. And I know that might be a frightening concept. You have less time ahead of you than you have behind you. And I need you to really acknowledge that and accept that. That's the first thing about building a pathway to a better life. You have to accept what it is. If you don't feel good today, accept it. If you don't know how you got to where you are today, accept it. If you have problems you need to face, accept it. Once you do that, now we can come up with a plan. And that is the most beneficial part about having a active health lifestyle. You come up with a plan for everything. And you know, plans are only as good as the vessel or the vehicle or the car or whatever you want to use. But it's only as good as that. And if your vessel or your vehicle or your body is not in tune because you're not being healthy and wealthy and wise with your time, well, you're not going to get far. You're not going to get further. You're not going to get past the barriers and the blockers that you put in front of yourself every day. So today, I want to just simply say you have permission to forgive yourself. Okay? Now, that you've accepted that reality, let's get into a couple of things uh, that are going to be fun because, uh, you know... Again, uh, me, Llewellyn the Fifth Foodie, one of the biggest things that I've enjoyed about my path, uh, besides losing 170 plus pounds, I fluctuate a little bit because uh, I, I've started to eat <laughs> and try to bulk up a little bit. I have some roles in Hollywood I'm going after, so uh, there's some different ways I need to look, so this is part of the process, but uh, trying to get better, I've come to realize that, you know, being a black man and how our physicality works versus a lot of different people on the earth is something we should cherish and stop taking for granted. 
every minority, if you take a step back, you have the DNA that will make you healthier and wealthier and live longer than most average people who are not a minority. Now that might sound crazy, but I'm coming from the aspect of where we came from gives us the opportunity to be better with respect to where we're going. So when I say that, speaking specifically about myself and my own race, as a black man, our race came from We'll say a situation that had institutionalized hard work, okay? That's the probably the nicest way I can say slavery. But at the end of the day, our DNA has been groomed in such a way that uh, physical work became something that we became excelled, uh, we excelled at. We became very muscular, and we, that came from our DNA with respect to how we were raised and how we came from a different place in the world and all of those things. Now, when you take those things into account and then you look at what that has produced, the athletes of the world, I believe, are probably a higher percentage of black in most sports, especially physical sports. There are lots of sports that black people don't really excel at or haven't penetrated yet. But as you look at the trend, ultimately, most minorities, African-Americans primarily, uh, and other uh, races are really, really, really the drivers of these sports because they are the ones who perform week in and week out in these, uh, these venues. Now, if you understand that, that doesn't mean everybody who is a minority can be an athlete, but I believe and this is just me personally sharing this with you, I do believe that every minority has a deep-rooted physical advantage of, of, of abilities that if they use them to be healthier, it will unlock so many different things within you. Uh, it'll be amazing. I, and I believe that's one of the reasons why, um, being quite frank with you, um, when slavery was enacted, that's why they went and used black men primarily. I mean, um, I don't know why they decided to go to Africa over Mexico or Africa over Central America or that kind of thing. But I'm pretty sure if you get down to the nitty gritty, it might have been easier. But at the same time, black men were very strong and very useful and they really made it happen with respect to the labor situation. Okay. Now, we get that out the way. You look at a lot of the different people who are now in labor-based jobs. Latinos, African-Americans don't really do as much as, as uh, we, we did back in the day, right? So there's been a change. But with respect to the physicality, the opportunities to be a physical specimen really lend themselves basically to African-Americans, uh, some Latinos, but some mixture of genes with respect to an African-American, some white individuals, males and females. But ultimately, I think the, uh, if you really look at it, I think we can all agree that the genetic makeup of the African-American allows black men and black women to excel in sports or physical activities probably better than other races. So if that's what the case is, if we apply that to just your regular life, if you work out more than others, if you eat better than others, I think it it will trend in those communities where people will be healthier on average, which I believe will mean in practical terms, African-Americans will live longer. Black men and black women will be healthier. 
if we eat better, not only will we be healthier, live longer, and be stronger, I believe this will also trickle over to a more intelligent-based state of being. Thus, a lot of the things that we accept in our everyday lives will start to go away because the basis of activities are in teaching each other how to be better, not judging each other or your neighbor over what they have and what you don't have. Let's be very honest, okay? Let's just all take a step back. How many cars can you spend when you die? How many cars can you drive when you die? How many millions can you spend when you die? How many places can you fly? I mean, again, these are ludicrous questions, but the reality is we don't think about this. We think about this, this brief moment of existence and what we can accumulate based upon a structure that was put down in front of us that doesn't necessarily benefit your everyday existence. If you really think about it, we're all tied to a process of living and being that is not natural. I really want you to take a step back. Driving a car is not natural. Flying in a car is not in a, in a airplane is not natural. And eating food out of boxes is definitely not natural. Preservatives didn't exist. Okay, so if you start to look at the things we put in our body, the way we live, you start to really analyze society is not set up for you to be here and live a healthy, prosperous life. Unless you have a strong mental state and you craft a life that doesn't subscribe or doesn't follow all of the trends that everybody else is doing. This is also why I created my own path with LLTFF. Living life to the fullest is really what it was all about for me. <clears throat> Such as when I was sitting on my couch having my breakdown over gummy bears, I had to decide what is it that I wanted out of life? And that's that's a big question for people over 40. If you're 40 plus, then you really should spend a lot of time asking yourself, what have I done over the past 40 years? And if those things have not worked, meaning judge your life over the last five years. Have you accelerated? Have you done better? Have you improved? Or have you more or less just been maintaining? If you're maintaining, then I think it's time for us all to take a step back and say, how do I change these behaviors? Because maintaining is not getting me ahead. Maintaining is not getting me to cross my goals off my list of goals. Everybody has a goal. Everybody has something they want to do. It's simple to say I want to be rich. It's simple to say I want to be famous. It's simple to say I want to be in great shape. It's simple to say whatever. But it's hard to put it in practice and achieve. But... A lot of reasons why we don't achieve the things we say we do is because number one, we're not healthy. Like, be honest with yourself. Judge yourself as you would another person who doesn't know you. If they looked at you and didn't know you, would they say, oh damn, you in good shape? If they say that, then great. Would they then say the activities or the way you live your life is so good that I want to maybe aspire to you? No, then you should create a new self that you aspire to. That takes a lot of work, especially when you are the big 4-0 plus. And that was one of the things that helped me. When COVID hit, I lost so many distractions. I lost so many people that took me away from that core focus. Friends went away. Girlfriends went away. Even my kids moved on with their life. And uh, when I was sitting at home by myself, you know, you have to fill that time with something. And if I'm going to be honest with you, 
COVID taught me that America has so many distractions that will take you away from a core life that will get you ahead that we think that is life. How many of us really monitor our lives in a way that says, I'm going to be better with everything I do that takes me to a better place. And if more of us did that, I don't think we would be so uh, excited about people who do extraordinary things that honestly are just normal. Well, it's a normal byproduct of doing something consistently. That's really what success is. The byproduct of doing something consistently. All the time, every day, focus, doing it when you don't want to, doing it when it feels good, doing it when it really sucks. That's what consistency is. Doing it when you see no payoff, doing it when you see no one or hear no one saying attaboy. That's the tough one for me. I'm a football, ex-football player. I was groomed to obtain attaboys from life. When you tackle somebody, you get an attaboy. When you do bad, you don't get one. You work harder to get that attaboy, i.e. you get that positive reinforcement of your actions from your coach. Sometimes in life, I wish we had a life coach that would judge you every week and give you an attaboy on every win, but we don't have that. So I had to create my own life coach, my own internal process. And that's what the active health lifestyle is all about. Creating your own life coach, your own driver to help you be a better version of yourself. So the first thing is, like I said before, accepting and giving yourself absolute path and space to say, I accept who I am. I love who I am and I'm going to be better. Now, the next thing we should really talk about is how do we deal with mental health as minorities? I mean, being a black man, mental health is really, really tough. And it's something that unfortunately we don't talk about in our everyday life with our children. So we should really get into the process of asking our children, how are you feeling today about yourself? A lot of times we don't do that. We're more uh, focused on how we can drive our children to excel and not have the uh, experiences we had. Whether you were fortunate to have parents that were uh, well off and could give you a wonderful life or you had parents that were struggling. At the end of the day, most parents spend their time probably barking instructions or correcting, overcorrecting their children's cre uh, creative tendencies rather than looking at those children and saying, hey, you know what, you're kind of weird, but let me go in and help you with that weirdness so you can be a great, I don't know, director, drawer, art person, whatever, architect. But a lot of times we spend so much time overcorrecting ourselves and we just spill that on our children. We don't give them the opportunity to grow into their most natural state of being. And we can't blame necessarily ourselves for that we have to look at how we were raised and did we get those same things and if the answer is no then it's this continuous cycle but that's what LLTFF has taught me getting up and breaking a cycle through well consistency doing the same thing over and over uh, pushing myself going one more adding an, an extra rep trying a new exercise, failing, going back to what was comfortable and then trying something new and actually incorporating that because it seemed to work or give me some new uh, opportunity to challenge myself. And that's a lot of the uh, interesting trends. I mean, these days it's all about exercise trends, group trends, group classes, yoga classes, um, getting your macros and all these other things dialed in. But 
for the average 40 plus year old, I'm going to ask you a real simple question. Macros aside, all the other stuff that people use as reasons why they don't work out aside. Just want to ask you a real simple question. Did you get up and walk around the block today? And if you're already active, this is like pedestrian for you, right? But I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to the people who are like me. I'm talking to the people who love to eat more than they do exercise. I'm talking to the people who have felt like they couldn't get out of their own way because they can't see their stomach like getting smaller. All they see is their stomach. They don't see their feet. They don't see the the beautiful butterfly that's trapped underneath. And what they need to really realize is it's okay to start somewhere, but that start has to be very, very basic. So let the macros go right now. Let the group fitness and all that go. I mean, at the end of the day, let's just practice doing two things, getting up on a schedule and walking around the block. If you can do that successfully for, say, give it like two, three, four weeks or so, a month, 30 days, you will find out that you've gotten yourself to such a better place that you're going to feel like, oh, well, dang, I can do almost anything, right? Because getting up every day or getting up on time or doing something on time builds a consistent routine. Now, in that consistent routine, now we need to find some trend or something that we like. I hate to say trends because it sounds like, you know, something that'll come and go. I don't believe in trends. I believe in doing something I like to do consistently until I feel, see, obtain the result or a result, and then I start to increase and incorporate different things. This is why with LLTFF, the basics of it is number one, the four core plus one more, which is the four core exercises that you can do sitting in a couch, um, at work, in a car, doesn't matter where you are, and then you do one more, one more rep one more attempt do one more that you did didn't do yesterday so if you can do five try six and then as soon as you get to be able to do six you try seven and it's the one more once you try that then you can expand and start looking at body weight training exercises and fitness trends and all the different uh, things that might make you interested such as yoga I tried some hot yoga about a month ago and it was very exciting it was difficult because it was probably about 110 degrees in that damn room but um, I could probably do four moves easily or with some efficiency the rest of it I spent it flailing, flailing around like a dead fish like it was bad and I felt like a fool but it was great to challenge myself and do something differently and then to see older uh, men and women doing things that I don't know how they were doing with their body, but they've clearly mastered uh, the process of, of mind-body connection. And that is something that uh, I look forward to expanding in my experience with my weight loss journey and transforming myself, as well as expanding my opportunities by sharing all the things that worked for me. So for me, ultimately starting with the four core plus one more, walking around the block, and then slowly starting to really expand on that so that I would actually have a more strenuous uh, process. And through that, I started to say, hey, I'm getting good at this, 30 minutes, now it's like 20 minutes, 20 minutes turning 12 minutes. Okay, I'm feeling good about this. Maybe I can do things like add more weight, incorporate some free weights, uh, deadlifts, a little bit of sprinting. Again, I'm 40, so you know, 40 plus really. And as you start to get older, man, running is bad on those knees and on those hips, and I'm gonna tell you that sucks. Uh, this is why doing things like yoga is nice. And uh, honestly, as a uh, black man, it's cool to get out here and try something new. Like 
at the end of the day, you've been living your life the same way. So yoga, I met a whole bunch of people that I never would have met and they were interesting. Um, I do work out at home a lot, but I've also expanded my LLTFF classes. So I've been holding some classes here with people um, in parks, but just doing that, enjoying their classes have been really great for me too. Not just teaching, but just seeing how other people do what they do and seeing how people connect with different types of uh, exercise opportunities. And for me, that's just been an eye-opening experience. I'm actually going to try some uh, um, uh, some hiking in about a month. We're going to do winter hiking, which is interesting because you bundle up and you wear boots and you go hiking through deep snow um, in, in a protected area. It's all avalanche cleared and all that, but uh, that should be interesting. So I plan on taking lots of uh, pictures and video for that, and I'll share that with you, as well as uh, some of the new uh, nutrition trends that I'd like to share with you coming up. So right now, again, this is just me reintroducing you to LLTFF and all the wonderful things that we're going to uh, bring you uh, uh, bring you on a weekly basis, uh, trends on how to work out, what's the newest, hottest thing that you can try, things I've tried, things that work for me or some of my partners, colleagues, and also some of the gyms that I'm partnering with, and then ultimately really loving to hear your feedback. I've received a couple of letters uh, this this week and uh, one of the big questions I have from one of my um, well fans or, or uh, listeners is really about working out at an age where you don't want to work out. So uh, this guy's name is Bob and uh, I'm, I'm changing his name for uh, for, for reasons um, he didn't want me to give his whole name so that's fine but Bob basically uh, was asking me hey I'm 65 and I'm uh, getting ready to start dialysis and uh, he he wants to know how to work out but he feels like a lot of the things he needs to do he can't do so the first thing I would actually ask Bob would be be honest with yourself um, you have to really take this seriously dialysis is not something that you can play with I'll be very honest with you and if you're at the point where you need dialysis then you have to take it so serious that it's your life on the line every day of your life and that might seem a little extra but you know I've had a few uh, family members that have uh, had dialysis and unfortunately none of them have reversed that uh, situation and I think a lot of it has to do with um, eating habits and activity. Now I know physical activity is tough when you have dialysis, right? Because it really is draining and the experience can be mentally uh, just, you know, crazy. Uh, the thing I would suggest would be try to find a way to move your body that feels good and you feel like you are getting some kind of heat or warmth in your body that's really the key right if you get that heat or that warmth you feel it then you know you're you're moving your heart and you're pumping that blood that's going to be like the most minimum thing you can do and then focus on eating like drink as much water as possible and all the things your doctor says do that are going to make you healthy uh, definitely do that but drink water and try to be active in any way I don't care if you're just listening to the radio and, and like shaking your booty right if you do that for 45 minutes at some point you're going to like burn some calories so try to do something and then slowly find a way if you can safely push or bring yourself up to a different level of activity with your doctor's uh, consultation and support because again being on dialysis is tough and I know it takes a lot out of your body 
and I would hate for you to do anything that makes your yourself uh, weaker or, or less able to continue this path rather than to just try something, get hurt, set yourself back, and then you're really gonna uh, really be frustrated. And that's something I, I've experienced myself. Uh, when I was working out pretty hard, um, I had lost about 110 pounds and I was pushing to try to get down to like another 10 or 20. I overdid it with my running. Uh, I had my vest on and I was sprinting and I knew I did something funny because as soon as I got home, I took my vest off and my whole leg was numb. And I was like, oh no, come to find out how I strained my meniscus, which is okay, you know, you just, those things happen. Um, but at this age, I've realized you don't heal in a week, okay? You don't, so you need time. And I had to take three weeks off, which took me down so bad because the level of cardio I was doing just fell off. So I had to walk very slowly. I tried to, uh, you know, supplement with weights and all that, but that just didn't do it. There's, there's no real substitute for good hard cardio unless you get a bike. It's hard to do when your meniscus is sprained, um, any of those kinds of things. So it took me three, three and a half weeks to get to the point where I could start to walk regularly again. And now sometimes it'll flare up and then go away. So it, it's uh, something I always pay attention to and have to be mindful of. But that's the most important thing, developing that mind-body connection so you know when you push yourself too far or just to the right place. And that's where people have that fear of getting hurt when they're being active again. They, they've lost that mind-body connection connection it's such an intimate uh feeling when you have it that when you lose it it's almost like losing a lover or a best friend but when you get it back it's exciting to be able to flex your your calves and your toes and your your glutes and your buttocks and your your pecs and to feel those muscles move again and you know you controlled it with your mind is amazing that's something that so many of my friends and, and um, clients have lost especially over 40 is the mind-body connection and one thing I want to leave you with today is a way to try to get yourself back into the mind-body connection. So the first thing you want to do is when you're sitting is just push down on both of your big toes. Just feel them at the same time. Push down. So usually you can feel that. But if you stop and think, when you push down on your big toes, you feel more than just your big toes. You should feel maybe like something in your calves or other portions of your body kind of tingling. That's the beginning of that mind-body connection. Now let's try to just rhythm it with a rhythm, tap our toes like down and up and down and up and down and up. And you can kind of accordion the toes if you like or whatnot, wave the toes, however you can do it. Or you can tap your feet up and down, up and down, up and down. Do it with some strength and then do it softly. When you do it with strength and softly, now you're changing the actual way that you give um, you give energy to those legs. The signals you're sending are different. Thus, you have to develop a different mind-body connection so you can control yourself when you want to have pressure or less pressure and feel the difference between both feet and how they feel and what that does to your body. And take a breath when you're doing these things because now you want to incorporate your lungs with your feet. You're starting to get more of that mind-body connection. You're like, hey, this is interesting. Now let's start moving our fingers. Now we're breathing and moving our legs and toes and breathing and we're feeling that mind-body connection. And then we want to wiggle like our buttocks, squeeze it and let it go. How about squeeze our buttocks and push our toes down and take a deep breath. And then release it all at the same time very slowly like... 
do it again. Squeeze your toes, squeeze your buttocks, and take a breath. And at the top of that breath, try to squeeze your pecs. Boom, 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 and let it all out. Ah. See, this is how you start to develop a mind-body connection. And this was the most basic activity that I started with when I was developing the LLTFF exercise program. Because how do you go from eating gummy bears and then almost having a heart attack behind not having them and bending over and can't see your feet and can't tie your damn shoes because you're so overweight? Again, folks, I was 435, almost 45 pounds at my biggest. And at 250, it's... It's crazy to think that I weighed that much, but I know because I was that person and it was literally barely over two years now. And on top of that, I know what it feels like to be that guy because I still think and feel like I'm that guy, but I'm not. And I'm slowly becoming uh, comfortable with my new body. So this is part of the growth and the journey I want to take you on. Thank you for joining the LLTFF Active Lifestyle Show. This is just really the intro, the pilot, the kickoff to kind of get you guys excited about all the wonderful things we're going to talk about. Um, And really, I have a new structure for you, a new show. Uh, I have a new producer. I have some new people to introduce you to. I'm very, very excited. Like, I can't believe it. LLTFF, Tales from the Sweatshop, we are just growing and, and just doing so many wonderful things. So I really appreciate your time and your excitement. I just want you to remember, give yourself permission you are okay. It's okay to love yourself and work on the mind-body connection. This is the first step in your active health lifestyle. Mind-body connection and giving yourself permission to be yourself. Now, let's get busy to be the best version of ourselves. I'm Llewellyn the Fifth Foodie. Thank you so much for your time. See me and hear me on the next Tales from the Sweatshop. Again, I have a new show that I'm going to be rolling out. We're getting some of the final touches done, a little bit of the construction done. You know how that is. And also, my new studio is coming along. So I'm going to be sharing so much with you. So stay with me. Stay with the team. Join our community. Thank you so much to all of my partners and all of the people that I work with, all of the wonderful team and staff that have been helping to make this wonderful show a reality. And again, most important, Thank you for listening because, you know, it's all about you. And if you don't know, I want to let you know. It's okay to love yourself and have permission to love yourself. Remember, be active, think healthy, think positive, and do something for yourself today. I'm Llewellyn the Fifth Foodie, and I'll see you on the next Tales from the Sweatshop. Have a great day, and get active, baby. Do you believe? Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube.